0: Hi, everybody. This is your host, Isaac Jamal. Hold and bear with me as we get a live. Yeah, I have to do this later. Okay? Thanks. Apologize about that, everybody. We just got somebody through the door. Hi, Isaac Jamal, certified life coach, here with you again on Sinai SYNY radio for another podcast. Uh, tonight's subject. Is the pursuit of happiness, and I have to give you a disclaimer on anybody that is listening to this podcast. This will change your perspective on life, and if you're happy in your cocoon, if you're happy where you are, um, I fair warning about what you're about to hear, and. I would take a moment and make sure that you're ready for some deep understanding and consciousness on our daily pursuit of happiness, the structures and systems around us, and how we view the world. And I'm going to start tonight by telling you that there's some deep philosophy when it comes to... What is it that we're doing here? What is it that we're doing here? I'm going to start with a simple question Are you an infinite being or are you a finite being? And we're going to get into it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get a little deep, we're going to dig into it so that we can. Answer some long-lasting questions, some questions that we might have had for a very long time. Are you an infinite being? Are you a finite being? That's an interesting question. What are the objects around us? Tables, chairs, plants, animals, people, just about anything. Light, air, wind, oxygen, any element really. So if we break everything down simply under a microscope everything's electrons, neutrons, and protons. They've heard that back in school one day, or if you're in school you might be learning it. Basically, a table for example is electrons, neutrons, and protons spinning at such a speed That if you put it under a microscope, we don't understand how it's a solid. How we can actually understand a a table or an atom, which is what we're made of. And all that, in modern day, we understand it very well because of the nuclear power that we have uncovered. There is super energy inside of every cell, every atom is energy. And the world itself is just energy. The table is energy. The plant is energy. We are energy. And this question of are we finite or are we infinite? Well, it's an interesting dynamic. Because as humans... We might consider ourselves both. Now, depending on your religious belief of God or Hashem, source energy, as we understand it, comes from the six days of creation. Hashem decided to create the world. And what Hashem did is He from his energy, created a world of energy. Told you it was going to be a deep one today. Hope you can be able to follow. If you have any questions, of course, you can chime in. You can ask questions. You can send me emails, text messages, as everybody's been doing, which I appreciate very much. But this is going to be the source. This is going to be What is it that really mixes us up? So, again, creation, energy. We are energy. Thought is energy. Our body is energy. Our soul and spirit are also energy. Now, as humans, this is an interesting dynamic. Because we have an infinite power our soul, or our neshama, in a finite vessel. Our body is finite; it's limited. But yet, I am an infinite being. So, how does that gel? How does that go together? So, this is a question that's been asked by many philosophers and many deep thinkers. And that's really not my point tonight. But an understanding of we are infinite, we can expand our energy, puts us in a different realm. It puts us in a realm of limitless. And when we start thinking about our lives and how that progresses are we living in a finite world or are we living in an infinite world? So on the day-to-day, we might be transacting in a finite world, still maintaining an infinite perspective. And it's interesting how the systems are set up. Because now that we understand that we're an infinite being, we're limitless. We're all energy. And those that believe in the afterlife, olam haba, my energy is now transferred to another dimension, but yet maintains my own energy. Sages tell us that a person's midot, character traits, or the person that they are in existence, in life, is what they are in the afterlife. So we're a transformation of energy from one space to another, or maybe one realm to another, if we can understand it that way. But here, with our feet on the ground on Earth, the systems that are around us, the systems that we've become so familiar with, We start from when we're very young. we touched on this a little bit in the parenting uh, podcast. Being infinite and being finite. And being conscious and being unconscious. In the finite world, in the world or systems that we've created around us, when a child is born to parents... We start developing this child into what we start to deem good and bad. We want them to get an education. Good. We want them to work hard, which we also deem good, which would mean not working hard would be bad. We want to make sure that their social environment is acceptable to not just us but maybe the people around us and if they don't follow that that's bad but if they do follow it it's good and this dynamic or system of good and bad starts to develop within a person certain things I do parents like that's good certain things I do parents don't like that's bad and as we get older We're told to follow a particular system. If we work hard, if we study hard, if we get good grades, we can graduate and get ourselves into a good school, get ourselves a good job, and then we can marry a good person, and we can have children of our own to start the system all over again. These are all wonderful thoughts. For parents that want things for their children. Here is the conundrum. Here is the challenge. The child, us, the human, is an infinite being with purpose. But yet, connecting to my own purpose, connecting to my own being, can be deemed Bad by those around me or the system around me. Isn't that interesting? That the journey within to my infinite spirit, soul, personality, creativity, talents might be something that might be deemed bad or unaccepted, which challenges our sense of belonging. Now, belonging is very important to human beings. We do a lot to feel like we belong, because we have a very deep fear, and our fear stems from wanting to be loved. We all want to be loved. And sometimes I will choose to sacrifice myself or person to be part of the whole or the group. How does that sound to everybody? Familiar? How many times have you had some social pressure where you felt like you might not be acting in a way that it's in accordance to your own value or belief system, but to get along or feel a sense of belonging, you went ahead and did it. I think everybody goes through that through their life at one point or another. Sometimes several times during a person's childhood, adulthood, new friends, old friends, communities. But here we are, infinite beings, created with purpose, now in a finite world where everything around us tells us what makes us happy. If you go to school, if you do well, you'll be happy. If you set goals for yourself and achieve them, that'll make you happy. If you have a relationship with a certain group of friends that everyone around you deems good or well-behaved or popular, then you'll be happy. If you marry the girl or man of your dreams, you will be happy. If you buy that car, you will be happy. When you build the house, you will be happy. And it goes on and on and on. Because society and capitalism is constantly wanting to make more money selling you things predicated on your fears. That means businesses, marketing companies on Madison Avenue and alike are on a daily basis analyzing what angle they can play on your certainty. Well, if you had this makeup, then that will make you happy. And if you went to a gym and you looked in a particular way, then that will make you happy. And if you diet, then that will make you happy. If you were in a certain car, that will make you happy. And now, these infinite beings that we are are attaching to finite things. And our pursuit of the finite and its temptation, its pleasure, its momentary sense of belonging has taken us out of the realm of infinite. Now, what do I mean by infinite? So let's try something. If you're driving, don't try this. Or maybe you can with your eyes open. But I ask everybody to take a moment and close your eyes and just think, can you expand your aura and your own energy past the house that you're in? Just feel the house, feel around it. The roof, the basement, if you can feel that, the surrounding property, the neighbors, and expand. Expand as far as you can, past the state you're in, past the country, feel the entire earth and beyond. We can expand our energies into space, and how can we do that? Because we're more than we're just, than this finite body. But when we're at the pursuit of finite things, we are now constricting our energy, constricting our infinite selves into something we might be pursuing. Maybe it's a husband, maybe it's a wife, maybe it's a career. And we're after these pursuits of happiness on a constant basis, looking for something finite to fill my infinite spirit. Now hold on to your seats. Because why do we measure infinite? If we're infinite beings, then why does the finite even matter? Because when I define something, limit something, I can now measure it. What does measuring do? Well, that's easy. I have more than you do, you have less than I do. And now we're able to differentiate between people's and status. She's overweight. I'm thin. Who said that being heavy and happy was a contradiction? Who deemed that right or wrong, good or bad? And our constant measuring of ourselves and reminding ourselves that we're not enough because we don't have what the other person does makes us feel inferior, plays to our insecurities, and does two things. One, allows the person who's measuring to feel bigger or stronger than the person they're measuring or the thing they're measuring. And allows everything around us, I mean everything your family, your congregation, your government, society, the world to now differentiate. And I am no longer connected to source energy and feel infinite, now I'm small. And we play small. Now I have to find a group of people that make me feel like I belong. So you might belong to the golf club or the tennis club or the gym or the book club or the yoga club or soul Cycle. You might even go to a class a book club you might have particular friends that like sports and now our source energy shift from being this infinite being to a finite being and these pursuits of happiness throw us off focus. We are, we have the illusion that if I am now part of something which is focused on something finite, that I can be happy. Again, it's deep stuff. Consciousness to be aware of your infinite potential and power, that your brilliance, your soul shining at maximum wattage, can only be in the infinite. So What makes us special? How do we get the significance if we're all infinite? Well, in an infinite world, which each one of us has a particular brightness, shine, brilliance, that we shine on some dark places that only our light can shine on. Now what does that do? It gives equal importance to every human being on the planet. It gives equal importance no matter how much money you have, what you look like, what your talents are it levels the playing field and gets me to focus on my own individual infinite source of energy. And without my source of energy, without my brilliance, without my light, then the purpose of creation is missing. There's something that's off. And this constant battle of me getting lost in the infinite, in significance, in me feeling good about myself versus the other person. And all of us get lost in this. Some of us do it by the pursuit of achieving their money. Some people get lost in religion because that's something controllable. I can be religious and feel that I have a claim on significance now because I am doing it in the name of God. How do you feel about that? Why do we serve Hashem, or God? Is it for us to feel significant? Or is it because we're infinite beings and our true purpose is to serve? Our true purpose is to give to others what we have been given. instead of walking around on a day-to-day basis and measuring ourselves versus everyone else around us. So I have a better body, and I have a nicer house, and I have a nicer whatever. I'm faster, I'm stronger, I'm smarter. And we believe that these attachments Of significance makes us happy now you might tell me going to the gym does make you happy and I believe you giving to yourself and improving and growing yourself is always going to make you happy I'm asking why you're doing it what's the source of what it is you're doing Is it to measure up to everything and everyone around you? Or is it truly the sense of you being the best you possible? Yes, there is pleasure in it. But it's momentary. Yes, I do feel significant. But it's momentary. I have to continue to measure I have to continue to be in the finite, never allowing my true potential to shine, never having that opportunity to feel that you're part of an infinite world. The beginning of understanding this consciously and staying conscious, if you get this good, there's no reason why you should ever be depressed or anxious. Because if we believe that there's a divine purpose for everything... then everything is exactly the way it should be. And what you might think is bad is really good. Now I heard this small little story to explain a little bit of what it it is that I'm talking about. So this man wins the lottery. And he decides he's going to buy himself a beautiful Ferrari. And on the, while he's driving this Ferrari, he gets into a terrible accident. And now he goes to the hospital. Everyone's murmuring, wow. It was a bad thing that he won the lottery. Because if he didn't win the lottery, he wouldn't have bought the car. If he would have bought the car, he would not have been in the accident. And they take him to the hospital. And there's this young nurse who takes care of him. And as she's helping him to regain his strength, they start to develop a relationship. And they end up marrying. Now everyone says him winning the lottery was a good thing. But as the marriage developed, they started becoming really abusive with one another. And they ended up divorced. And now we're back to, it was bad. We all have stories. Our lives, each and every single one of us is comprised of stories. And believe it or not, most of the stories are similar. They're different characters and different details. But the human spirit, the human story, is similar. What we deem good and bad, we've been told to measure with good and bad, we've been puppeteered, or we get pulled like a marionette. When something is good, we want it. When something is bad, we want to stay away from it. But who's deeming it good or bad? Measuring sticks. Now we can measure, he's good, she's bad. I want good, I don't want bad. And this constantly happens. Drugs, bad. I, I need the drugs medically, good. Money, bad. But you can contribute, money, good. The perspective of everything in this world comes from within. And if we don't do the work to start to connect to our infinite self, which means I am the most significant person on the earth because nobody can take the space that I surround, that I fill. But that also means that you're the most significant person on the earth because nobody can take the space that you fill. And if we started to believe this collectively, what would it do to the way we treated one another? If I truly expanded my infinite self, I would want to give. I would want to step into that purpose. I would want to share my light with someone else. I would want to serve. Imagine a small group of people who thought this way. I said to someone this morning, imagine feeling so great and purposeful and infinite and you walked on the streets of Brooklyn and you said, hey, good morning, how are you? People look at you like you're out of your mind. Because everyone's walking around unconscious, looking for their finite things. I gotta get to work and I gotta get that money and I gotta get that house and I gotta achieve and I gotta get that, that and I gotta go to the gym and I gotta I gotta go I have to I have to I gotta go I gotta go. I got so much exit, I got the bills, I gotta do, and and I just ask everybody, stop for a moment. Why are you doing it? What's the purpose? What are you doing it for? I'm not here to tell anyone they're doing anything right or wrong, good or bad. That you have to decide on what feels good. And we know what feels good. We know what feels like it's something that's not part of us. We know truth is probably the better word and not good. We know truth. And we know non-truth. Our spirit knows. Our energy knows. Our infinite energy connected to its source knows between the truth and what's not true. And how often do we step into our truth? How often do we have the faith to lift our feet off the ground and say, I'm going to follow my instinct? We had this when we were children. We had the pause. We had the questions. We had the curiosity to look around and ask what is it that we're doing? Why are we doing it? But as adults, we don't ask those questions. We're just on the path that everybody else is running on. And I know I'm way off center here. I'm way out there and I know it. Even discussing it is probably taboo. But how many of us are unconsciously pursuing something we don't even know or understand what it is we're going after. What are you running for? Why are you building that house? Why must your child marry a particular person? Why is what an individual's feelings, expressions, ideas, squashed down? To fit our own egos. To fill our own significance and we do this on a day to day basis without even knowing it we judge and we criticize oh him? oh her? not for us we don't do that and here we are again dividing ourselves as opposed to putting ourselves together sharing our energies Sharing our gifts with each other and the world. How many parents wash down a child for what they might truly believe is their talent to pursue something that might be more respectful for the child or the family? This one phone call keeps ringing in my head, and I know I've mentioned it before. But a young man that I spoke to in his 30s, married, miserable, been to therapy for over a decade, brilliant musician, used to have to sneak out without his parents knowing to be able to play in front of crowds. At a chasino. Or bar mitzvah, or sheva brachot, and he was loved, and he loved doing it. Except his parents didn't deem it respectful, respectful for them or for him. So now he's in some place, I think, selling warranties, or maybe cash advance somewhere. Who deems that good or bad? Is it not the journey within? Is it not the journey to connect to ourselves, to understand what it is our intuition is saying to us? I know. Intuition? It's no intuition. We're all in our analytical brains. We're all calculating all day long. When's the next million going to show up? How am we going to make it? What's the next real estate venture? Young men walking into my office with amputated spirits because their fathers might not have a business and they have to start from nothing. And how would they ever get themselves someone to marry them value systems what happened to our value systems what happened to the things we used to value good people good character kindness love respect of self and others a deep sense of purpose But we keep on talking about resumes when we're trying to match our children up. We go on interviews, interviews, and resumes. We've taken everything that's sacred to us and we've made it finite. What do you wear? What do you eat? Where do you go? Who do you speak to? Everything is measurable. So that we can differentiate between one and the other. All preying on our fear of maybe we did something What if bad is really good? Even murder. Because if I'm at war and I have a reason or purpose, then murder is good. Or killing is good. Or random killing bad. And I'm not here to tell anybody that actions don't have consequences. I'm just saying, let's wake up to the system. Let's wake up to everything around us. It's the biggest lie, and we've all bought into it, from day one. Our ego, our fear, brings us into the finite to give us a false sense of security. And happiness, my friends, will never be found in a finite object. You can look. Keep looking. Buy that jet. Buy that island. Buy that house you always wanted to. After a while, it kind of loses something. Not quite what you thought it was going to be. And the pursuit goes on. It's the journey within. The pursuit of happiness does not have to go further than where you are right now. But it does take the time and the patience to be able to listen to yourselves to get out of your analytical minds and get into your infinite hearts. It's an amazing thing that any problem you have, if you expand it out to infinity, it becomes the size of a gnat. Because there's purpose behind it. Because there's a designer behind it. Everything is perfect. I had a young lady in my office this morning. And we spoke about it. She doesn't feel that God is happy with her. So, I want everybody to judge for yourselves. We would say that there was a time that God himself decided that he was going to create our souls and give us life. He was going to create you. He was going to give you life. And in that moment in creation, he gave it purpose. And he foresaw every decision that you were going to make. And created you anyway. He created you anyway. What does that say? That your life, no matter how messed up you think it is, has purpose. It was deemed worthy enough to create. You ever think of that? If we were, we were to take a beautiful bowl and we'd smash it on the floor, it would break into hundreds of pieces. But each piece would be a geometric beauty on its own. And I ask, is the bowl one or is it all its pieces? Is it all those beautiful pieces that make up the bowl? Because ladies and gentlemen, we are all broken. We are all made up of small shards. We are all made up of flaws. But our individual flaws, our individual geometric shape, is a beauty on its own. And there lies the question. Were we created to break? Were we created to study those pieces? Because whether we like it or not, and this is not morbid, but beautiful that from the moment we take our first breath, we begin to die. And time is beautiful, and what we get to do with it is beautiful. And if we get lost in the finite, in the things, sometimes even the people, what they look like, what everyone else is going to be saying, I have this person, I'm friendly with that person, I'm, par- I'm partners with that, and I know this one, and I schmoozed this one, and I got into this significance. It's significant based. We're back to measuring each other. Accept your brilliance. Let it shine. Shine. Because no one can fill that darkness but you. That's what you were created for. That's your true fulfillment of your purpose and mission. I know I warned you in the beginning. This one was a doozy. It's hard to follow. But if you listen closely, all I'm basically saying is, wake up. Stop sleepwalking. Wake up to what's around you. Question it. Question what you do. Question everything you do. And when you find answers of agreement to things that you're doing, own it. And if there are things in your life that you're pursuing that don't have an infinite sense of fulfillment, and it's just for your own significance, rethink it. Will it truly make you happy? Will it fill that void for you? Will another five or ten million dollars make you feel like you've made it? Or do you now go into a new class and five or ten million is enough, but a hundred is? There's always another inner circle because at the peak of significance... At the top of you being the most significant human being ever is the deepest loneliness. The deepest loneliness. It's lonely at the top. Question what it is that you're doing. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? What's the purpose in it? What am I trying to share? What am I trying to acquire? Consciousness is step one for us to be able to really grab on, hold on to, achieve the pursuit of happiness. And it's a day-to-day struggle. It's a day-to-day struggle. It never gets easy, because whatever you're going to get, significance comes with it, and you'll be challenged again. And it's another opportunity to grow. And you'll fall. But pick yourself up. Get back to center. Get back to the purpose of why you are living. This way you can live every day, every moment, excited, joyful, passionate about the things you do and the people that you keep around you. I'd love to hear feedback from everybody. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you giving me the time. And I appreciate your patience. I look forward to seeing you again next week where I will have a guest on. We will be talking about single ladies in their 20s to 30s. And I'm going to be bringing on a life coach to be able to talk about that specifically. Have a wonderful evening and thank you.